Hey everybody, my name is Metal Music Man. And I am Professor Lex. And welcome to episode 45 of the Metal Lex podcast. I don't know why 45 is such a special number, but sure, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, it is a, uh, it's a Saturday morning. Uh, we're drinking some coffee. We, we played video games last night. We did. Um, that was fun. Um, and uh, now we're going to talk about video games because, you know. That's what you guys pay us for. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're very responsible middle-aged adults who... You know, whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> slow, slow down with that, that middle age slur. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. How old I'm are you? Barely now? Uh, 12. I'm 30. Yeah, it's I'm weird 30. that you're 12. I was talking to um, some people in my WoW Discord the other day, and Pharaoh was in there, and he's like the only person who isn't 30. And we just like called him a baby he's and not laughed 30? at him. He's 29, I think. I think he Pharaoh just turned. Yeah, he's a little baby, dude. He's a little baby ass bitch. So you can get on it. Like, I thought for sure he was <laughs> older baby, than me. Little baby ass Pharaoh, little tiny ass twelve year old baby ass sure Pharaoh. Anyway, yeah, we were all making fun of him for like ten minutes. It was very funny. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, he deserves. What it. is he thinking? I don't. Going know. around being twenty nine. What an asshole. God. Fuck out of here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know we're we're old and we talk about video games. It's cool. We're very cool. But yeah. uh, I, I I don't really have too much other than jump into the topics. So I don't. Oh know no. I did. I, you got I have an eye got... upgrade. Yeah, oh, got... I, was, okay. I was working on it. Is that bit. why you were doctoring? That's why I went to the doctor this morning. Tell yeah. us about Normally. your horrible eye condition, Alex. Okay, so so for those who have been playing along at home, I have what is called uh, uh, epithelial basement membrane dystrophy, also known as map dot fingerprint dystrophy. Right? Map dot fingerprint. What does that have to? Where, what was it? What is? What? What? The? What is that? The... Where does that even come from? Yeah, the surface of your eye is made up of a handful of layers, some number greater of than maps. Two. No, um, <laughs> ideally, all of your well, OK, ideally, it's not got any maps in it. But uh, in a perfect world, all of your layers lay flat on top of each other and stack up. And then you just have a happy, normal working eye. I don't uh, my basement layer un underneath uh, like in, in the eye uh, has a topography to it, much like a map. Or a fingerprint would. It's ah. got bumps and ridges underneath, right? And so that causes the surface layer of my eye to slough off in my sleep. Very painful. Don't recommend. Yes. Um, I had an eye infection on Sunday, and it's like 80% healed now. Uh, okay. But it, <laughs> I will weave you this story about how I've had the same uh, uh, contact lens in my eye to prevent me from ripping the surface of my uh, eye off. Uh, for the past yes. four months, um, which largely stems from a miscommunication with my doctor who was supposed to bring me in every month rather than once every four months, because you're not supposed to keep a contact lens in your eye for four months at a time. They they tell you not to do that. They, they actually cool. get mad at you at the yeah. doctor's office, but they didn't schedule me for a follow up and I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. And anyway, that's how I will tell you I got my eye infection. But we use Occam's razor. What's most likely is that I saw a hooker. And then, you, you know, in, in like uh, movies and, and TV, when, when they do the French kiss and, and one of them was chewing gum and after the kiss, the other one's chewing gum. <laughs> yes, I, I got a French butterfly kiss from a there, hooker. There it is. There and it. then she gave me her contact lens. This is a throwback that. to like 40 <laughs> episodes ago <laughs> when Lex was butterfly kissing <laughs> hookers with his eye herpes. Yeah. Um, God, we've so. been doing this way too long. That that really was probably like twenty or thirty episodes ago. I feel like, no shit, which yeah. also is like how long your eye's been stupid. So yeah, almost a year now. 
Yeah. Yeah. February. Yeah. I'm going to rename all that map shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's just bumpy eye butt disease. That's what you got. That's me. So, yeah. Bumpy eye butt. Bumpy eye butt. Like the butt of your eye. It's got bumps. There's not supposed to be Mm -hmm. bumps there. It's like hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah. He's. (laughs) (laughs) You guys went body horror this early in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) It's. It's just new and interesting ways to make up STDs that Alex get gets in his eyes somehow. Hey, yeah. man, I'm not going to kink shame you, but you should really Thank wear you. an I eye condom you. or perhaps an <laughs> eye dental dam. An oh, my God. Do you, remember, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you remember being in like middle school sex ed and they're like, oh, yeah, people totally use dental dams. All the time. All the yeah. time. You, I wait, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Are, are, you, are you being funny? You don't use a dental dam? Dude, are you serious? Alex, get out of here. Alex, Alex. Dude, I'm just trying to be you have to stop. No, you have to stop. Okay. This is I hate you so much because this was like legitimately this is the thing. So I I was in I was in a relationship for a million years. So I'm like, I don't know, what are condoms? Um you know, you know, Nuva rings are cool. And then I go and and everything's awful and I become single and we know this story, so I'll keep you brief. But like a part of it that like always would drive me nuts. And I, I actually still don't get this, if I'm being honest. Like, as much fun as it would be to just be a giant slut and have sex with everything. Sure, sure. I can never get over the, like, anxiety of STDs from people that I don't know. I just can't Didn't do it. And there, and I know so many people that are like, oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. You just, you know, you don't have intercourse. You, like, you, like, you know, you, you have, like, oral sex. And I'm like, What? That's like worse because there are no condoms for oral sex. Like, like oral sex with a stranger is, but there aren't. Nobody uses that shit. So wait, like I'm not trying to fucking get mouth herpes or whatever the fuck. I I don't want any of that. It seems to me you should be the biggest advocate for dental dams. No, I just won't have sex with them. I just, I just don't, I just, (laughs) I just, just don't, just don't do it. Uh, Or like, I don't, people... People have this is a great this is a great lead in for the committee on on uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great lead in but like uh but yeah I don't know why people I, it's like people just have they don't have the same um uh what's the word I'm looking for I'm, I want to say reference but that's not it but anyway they don't they don't have the same thoughts about like protection with oral sex as they do with like normal oh, sex oh, a those, and those. then B everyone's like way more worried about like you know, they're like so worried about like pregnancy and it's like, that's the only reason that they wear a condom, which is a very good reason to wear a condom. But like, uh, yeah, it's but up like, there. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, God, anyway, dental dams. Yeah. Remember dental dams? What a wild, what a wild notion that was when they thought dental dams, dental do you, dams. Do you remember finger cots? <laughs> what? No. Finger yeah. Okay. Cots? So you know how, you know how gloves you put on your hand and you know how like fingerless gloves you still put on your hand, but they don't cover your fingers. Yeah. Uh, finger cots are like the opposite of the fingerless glove. They're exclusively fingers. So you can put those if, if you're worried about where your digits are going. Well, that doesn't make any sense unless you have like open wounds on your fingers. That doesn't make any sense at all. That's not or necessary. Or I like, am anti yeah, finger dams, finger, finger cots. cots. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. That doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. You know, you know, well, <laughs> what a world we live in. What a world we live in. There's all kinds of things that you can use to cover your body with latex. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2021, Will. I think we're... 
We've transitioned accidentally into Alex's basement latex fetish. It started with his what? eyes. No, and... I don't have a latex fetish. Mm. That would be weird. I'm into much more normal things latex that I will refuse are, to talk about. Are weird. I don't why. If you're if you're into like weird suits of rubber, let come, us know. Send off come in on the this comments. Podcast and explain. I, I'm not gonna. It's one. I'm not gonna say it's not. I just hot. want to understand. If, yeah, it'd be like if somebody I, was. In... It's not hot to me, but it's not like it's not a squick. Yeah, I mean, if the person in the latex is hot, then it's hot. Hold so on, are you talking like, about like? Are you talking about like wearing latex or having like a latex bodysuit? Because that's cool. I'm talking about like that's the fine. whole the whole you put the whole suit on and like you can't see and there's like no, a that's hole scary. In it. That's uh, I've seen enough. I've seen enough horror to know that that's bad. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's just like a, it's like I guess it's a natural extension past like I don't know ropes or anything else. And like I'm not like. I, I don't the material think it's doesn't great breathe. and I don't like hate it. I just, I don't understand. It's like feet to me. There we go. There's the analog. Spooky. It's like feet, feet aren't spooky to me. They're not spooky, but they're not. I don't understand it either. I don't understand people that are just like, oh my God, look at those feet. I mean, you do you, you but it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, have you gone to wiki feet before? The fuck is Wiki Feet, Alex? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm Will. I've never heard of Wiki Feet before. I don't even. I, I've been thirty layers deep in in 4chan. <laughs> I, I've downloaded myself into this, 4chan's matrix. Is this but like I've never a heard is this like feet. a Wiki archive of of all people's feet or something? And they're and they're all rated. No. Yeah. No, yeah. This okay, isn't so, real. No. Okay. Well, do or don't look it up, and if you do, oh do or don't do it on moderate safe search, oh but Wiki or, or incognito browsing. You've never heard of WikiFeet. I'm not into feet, and I've heard of WikiFeet. I've never heard of this. So, okay. Currently, there's just a bunch of pictures, which uh, they're not even of feet. So this is confusing. No, no, no. You get, look, I, look up I, feet of the year. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't go on WikiFeet all the time. There's, there's like 50 pictures of this chick in pink latex, which is appropriate to our current topic. But so, okay, I don't get this though. It's all like, yeah. Oh God, why? No, they've got like they've got like every time. Uh, what's your face? Summer Glau has ever been barefoot. They've got all the the stills of Summer Glau's bare feet, and then they'll rate her at the top like 4.9 out of five. Fantastic feet. Or uh, what's what's uh, uh, Christina Hendricks is the only one I know off the top of my head who they've rated poorly. They hate her feet. So she's got like two out of five horrible feet. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what qualifies as good feet. I mean, I feel like I know an ugly foot when I see one. I don't. But I feel like the percentage of ugly feet that exist in the world is just so small because it'd be like if you asked me to rate the attractiveness of a fish. Like, like mo- you could? most, most, yeah, I could. Most fish could. look the same. There might be one or two fish like, oh, that bluegill is particularly attractive, Ooh. right? God damn, look at that blob but, fish. But like more often than not, I would say 98% of fish are neither hot nor ugly. They're just fish. That's how I feel about feet. The same way I feel about fish. <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about the Committee on Conduct in yeah, the fighting yeah, I, game I, I community. Like, I'm not trying to get you canceled or anything, but we're going to segue straight from WikiFeet into uh, uh, the fighting game code of conduct. I can't imagine a more appropriate opener for our podcast than us <laughs> immediately starting with weird sex talk and fetishes before we talk about a Committee <laughs> on Conduct. The, I can't imagine anything more appropriate. Body horror. Yeah, and the body horror. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, I yeah. cannot 
possibly imagine anything more appropriate than this. So we are we are full steam ahead. We're we're just now, good to go. I've I've looked through the the fighting game code of conduct, which you can find at www.fgcoc.com. Uh, and and the fighting game code of conduct is a uh, well, there's a committee too, apparently, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a Twitter account that was created somewhat recently? Question mark. Last like two or three days, I think. Feels and like it's got like a couple hundred followers, and it's been retweeted by some big names in the community. And it's, I guess, a committee that's going to, you know, talk about conduct and try and make rules. Um, so anyway, that's that's the backstory. Please continue, Mr. Alex. I, I have uh, I have gone through it uh, briefly a couple of times. Uh, I, I haven't sat down and studied because I think largely this set of rules, or I should hope, this set of rules exists more to protect people like me than it is to keep people like me in line. But uh, while I was going through, I don't think that anything in this podcast so far violates the code of conduct as long as we aren't uploading pictures of uh, fighting game players' feet. Well, that's and good. And rating them on wikipedia.com. I, I have no plans for that. So, so Good, so yeah. we're safe. Oh, we're, we're safe. We won't be canceled. Oh, I have, yeah. a, I have a free pass for everything? I can do and yeah. say whatever yeah, I wait, want? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm going to go karaoke some NWA with no no repercussions. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, they, they, the COC said it was okay by not explicitly outlawing it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think if we're looking at it, that's probably my problem with the fighting game code of conduct. Uh, largely, we've been sort of flying by the seat of our pants as a community. Uh, doing things and and being guided by what feels right or what feels wrong. Say, for example, when the sexual uh, harassment, uh, abuse allegations came up as a community, we kind of got together and we're like, hey, that's fucked up for the most part. Yeah. Um, It feels strange to me to codify these things. It feels odd to me to have a, a list of don't docs or you will face the committee. And like, what yeah. power does the committee have to do anything except to tell you not to come to a fighting game tournament? Which begs the question, what power have we ever had to tell anyone not to do stuff except not to show up? Okay, this is, yeah, this is so analogous to, and I think I have mentioned this on the podcast. If I haven't, let me know and I can go into more detail, but I'll, I'll keep it brief for the moment. But this is very analogous to, I think I did talk about the um, the, the the BBRRC, the, the Brawl Backroom Rule Set Committee versus the Brawl Backroom yes, yeah. in Smash, yeah. And th- this has uh, scarred me for life. Um, uh, the, it, it was it was an awful setup, uh, but it was the same kind of deal where one of the reasons that started and one of the reasons I got in a lot of trouble is exactly what you're saying, which is that the we made rule sets. And yes. I made a rule set you're, you're, for tournaments. You're talking about competitively. Competitive, yeah, competitive rule sets. Um, so not not conduct rule sets, but for, right. for tournaments and all that. And they were always like the, the BBR recommended rule set the brawl back room recommended rule set right and so i spearheaded one um if you remember from that podcast that was pretty mm-hmm. controversial because brawl is a bad game and need lots of things and the long and short of it is that i got in quote unquote <clears throat> quote unquote trouble from some of the other bbr members of the bbr drama. leaders yeah there was drama because uh basically people came in and they were like we really don't like this this and this and a lot of people really did like i mean that's you know it was a divisive thing that's kind of the point sure, sure, a lot sure. of people liked it a lot of people didn't but the people who didn't, um, I said to them as like the, the committee leader for that particular rule set, I was like, if you don't like it, that's okay. Just don't Simply use the don't. rule set. 
Yeah. And they were like, well, wait, what do you mean? Like, we can just, we can just ignore what you say. And I, and I literally was like, I was like, yeah, you can absolutely do that. We have absolutely no authority whatsoever. Like, Mm -hmm. why would we? And to me, that was very, uh, logical and good. But I guess a lot of people are like, whoa, you just totally undermined her. I'm like, what do you, we never had authority. So my, exactly. my problem exactly. with committees like this, I, I'm agreeing with you with this mm-hmm. this committee on conduct or whatever the hell it's called, is so sure. I think their goal is to to get enough um, uh, figureheads that whether it's tournament organizers, top players, you get, like, um, you get Alex Valle, you get yeah, all these people to sit down and all, agree. All these committee or excuse me, community uh, well known people. You get them all together, mm-hmm. and if they can all agree on a thing, we should be able to have some rules that people should follow. And it's like, I understand the appeal to that, but I personally think it's a lot more potentially dangerous than it is helpful. And this is where I'm going to get maybe weirdly capitalistic in this. Uh, so you oh, know, no. this, yeah, oh, be, yeah, I don't know, but but I think I think having that come from. I don't think it needs to come from a company. So I, that's where I'm kind of wondering. Like, but, but I think if it does come from a company, it's easier to have more adherence to it and more like authority. And it's also easier to rebel against the rules when they don't work. Like if Capcom tells you that they're going to ban infiltration, people mm-hmm. can rise up against it to the degree that they did, which I think there's some, you know... Uh, sensibility to but for the most part it was obvious that everybody supported it which over time Mm. became pretty obvious but had that been bullshit you know um it would have been very easy for everyone to be like no we're not gonna do this and the company because of my capitalism and my money is yeah. yeah they deal with the backlash but with a committee like this you don't have that you have like a lot more potential uh fuck uppery of the community because they're not really individually reliant i guess they're still ultimately beholden to this backlash but it's like it, it's as a community like, yeah, as a community we'd be beholden to the backlash but there's no like dollar incentive to be beholden to yeah the so it, it can just like fuck shit up in a, in a weird bad way and that's exactly what happened with that that bbrrc where like they got some uh they got like some some cool points from people initially by like trying to unify everything with the tournaments right but then what happened is it was like well if you don't use this tournament rule then we're not going to put your thing on this calendar so then everyone has to use it and there's really no way you can fight back other than to start using like a different site other than like in in that instance other than smashboard so it'd be like if if, if if everyone just had to leave sure you can back in the day sure the sure you can forum sure which is doable but that's a lot harder i feel like than because then you've got to reestablish a new site. You have to have all these new things. Whereas, like, if you're just rebelling against Capcom or Nintendo, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we don't want to make money. They're going to go out of their way to, like... So so I feel like the this is my... Anyway, to, to get to my initial point, like, regarding, like, the, I don't know, the incentive of, of, of capitalism in that instance, it's, like, versus a, an entity like this that's completely separate from a company. I think it's a little harder to fight that if it gets its fingers into things in a bad way. And that scares because- me. Okay, and it it would seem to me that that's because you want there to be some degree of accountability that that we the people can hold the institution accountable for. Yeah, but how do you hold accountable an institution that isn't 
a real institution, but then somehow so, gets the power of an institution. They're like a, they're, it's like a ghost, and you don't have a silver sword, dude. You can't attack them. Yeah, right. That's fucked. They just up. do whatever they, the fuck no they want. Silver sword, no salt. Yeah, you're, you're just your hose. They do whatever the fuck they want, and so you just you just have to deal with it. Like you just have to hold that shit. These are D and D jokes. Um, but no, I do think <laughs> I do think that's a real issue because they get like all of this support from like these big community figureheads. And and maybe this is maybe it won't be a problem. Maybe it'll be a good thing, and they won't overstep their bounds. But that part of it does scare me. Uh, on the flip side, if we're arguing more positive elements, obviously it's good, you know, to deal with um, some of the issues that have been brought to light. Um, I, I I think it's clear that whatever we have been doing in in recent years and further back has not been working, given the rate of incidents. How, how many times? Um, I don't know that I agree with that statement. But do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? There's do been a ton of yes. There there's has. been a ton of sexual harassment. Yes. I think the goal oh, I'm, is I'm zero. Not, I'm not denying. <laughs> I'm not denying okay. uh, the existence of the events or saying that they didn't occur and rewriting history. I don't sure, mean that. Sure, sure. But I'm saying. Well, here's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, yeah, what I'm saying is I think it's less of a function of what we're doing or not doing. And whether what mm -hmm. we are or aren't doing is or isn't successful. And it's more of just a function of time. And it, that's my outlook on it. Um, okay. We are better now than we were. Because yes. everyone is collectively, you know, we were talking about this last episode in um, when we were talking about Georgia and voting and uh, gerrymandering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, more uh, more white people need to die. More black people need to have babies. <laughs> like uh, time function uh, over, over time, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Like I feel like it's the same kind of deal. Where like it's I think it's tempting to look at it's tempting to look at an issue and be like because this issue is better. Uh, it's like uh, correlation and causation and all that, right? You're like because sure. things are better now. Well, that's because of all these things we've been doing. And it's like, it, is it really though, or is it just that we all collectively as a community as a society are both older, wiser, more experienced, and more aware of what is bad toxic behavior and less tolerant of it? Is it really mm. because we put in a, a rule? Or is it because I don't, I don't know. fucked up shit got brought to the surface, right? Which, which to me, that's the real thing, is that like... Mm -hmm. You I, want to shed light on the situation. I, I do, I, what I, yeah, I think, I think the, the main point I want to drive home in my ramble here is that I think it's extremely wrong and even maybe potentially dangerous to say we would not have had any of these issues 10 years ago if we just had a rule for it. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> a, a rule, there's no, it, and and uh, I, I have a whole spiel, but okay. uh, I, I think you're absolutely right there. I I don't know, and and it's because I don't know what kind of authority the the committee has. Like, even if it's, you know, all of the people who run the tournaments, you, you got uh, Jabali, you got... Uh, uh, Biggie, you got uh, uh, Alex Valle, and they all sat down. That's you know basically every tournament. Does that really cover everything? Like, because you know when when we go and we play video games in a uh, in a bowling alley, does do Alex Valle and and Biggie and and everybody can they stop us? from doxing each other and just shouting racial epithets? No. No, absolutely not. They can <laughs> they can prevent us from going to their tournaments, which I think people I think their idea is that that then that gives enough incentive, but you know, to to if if well, if I can't go to Evo then I'll be better at this tournament too. But I I, I think in a lot of ways it just like drives like a weird rift between you know, the bigger events and the smaller events and mm. almost reinforces 
a um a more negative subculture potentially Maybe. by by like know. by like basically yeah because okay if 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 you just have a general if you just have a general uh reasonable uh non-tolerance for shitty toxic behavior right mm -hmm. and you're just like hey you're being shitty and everybody just kind of like is like yeah you're kind of shitty okay fine but if you are specifically like a committee that's going to ban people from like blah tournament but then you really have no authority to actually prevent them from playing the game because you don't and you can't and you won't yeah there's nothing you can do then <laughs> you're just going to create like these little pockets it's like very this is actually weirdly similar to everything we talked about last podcast right like with all the fucking you know it's it's like the yeah. it's 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 uh it's it's ultra right wing facebook right like you're sure. you're almost you're almost harboring like an echo chamber and like i know that i mean that argument's kind of weird too they're all they're all slippery slopes you know even what i'm saying to a point right cuz you're like well don't do this cuz this could be bad so like that is valid yeah. um you don't want to do nothing just cuz you're afraid that this thing could happen but at the same you have time to do something. right but like that and i feel like i'd rather just generally have I guess if what comes out of this, <clears throat> I suppose if what comes out of this is a created rule set mm -hmm. that if you run a tournament, you can just grab this pre-built semi-legal jargon. Code of conduct, yeah. And take this code of conduct in and use it and just take it for your own so that maybe a smaller tournament can kind of have some of those protections built in. If, mm -hmm. if that's what comes out of this and and that's all the farther it goes, I think it it actually could be pretty good. If mm -hmm. everybody decides to agree upon it and like obviously they're not going to if they're if they're not going to try to specifically enforce it, if they're not going to be a, a a law enforcement committee and they're literally just going to create this document that if you want to use it as a TO, you can. I think that could potentially be pretty positive. But what I see often with committees like this is that they try to do more and they try to also be they try to not just be a document creation committee they try to be enforcement an enforcement committee and, and at that's the end when of the day, yeah, yeah that's when it, you don't it have any scary. capital punishment the only thing that you can do is tell someone not to show up to eva yeah and even then <laughs> like, that's that's dependent on mm -hmm that evo runner person being a member of or whatever with that committee yeah. which for some tournaments they won't be or sure. even worse it that means that if you aren't a member of that community and you do disagree with it you might run an otherwise pretty good tournament but you'll get like blacklisted and gate kept as yep. like a piece of shit who quote unquote you run the racist enforces yeah exactly yeah. like oh well he's he encourages yeah racism and sexism like, does that person really, or do they just disagree with something in this, and now they can't run tournaments because they're fucking, like, blacklisted? Yeah. And that that's exactly what happened with the BBRC. It was like, oh, well, you don't agree with this rule set, so you're doing who knows what. And again, it wasn't about conduct. It was just about rule sets. But it's the same, yeah. um, uh, it's the same, like, I don't know, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like, a clicky cult of personality type thing where, like, we all... We all agree that this looks this way. You're talking about you, like groupthink. Yeah, there you go. Thank yeah. you. It's like groupthink ideology where like suddenly if you're not if you're not in their little cool bubble, you're just immediately like a piece of shit that no one wants to talk to. And I, I've seen that happen more than one time. Mm -hmm. And and I I would prefer 
saying this as a cis white man who doesn't have to deal yeah, with any yeah, problems. Yeah. But I would, <laughs> but I would prefer, I would prefer the Wild West to that. I, I would if it was that okay. bad, right? Like I really would. Okay. I don't know how bad it'll actually get because again, these people don't have much authority to do anything. Uh, so I, I don't know that this is going to turn into, you know, oh my God, it's 1984 except for fighting games. I don't um, think it'll be that bad. It's, it doesn't have enough steam, do you, do you think, yet? I, I don't think so, anyway. If it gets thousands, I, I tens of thousands of followers or some shit, maybe. You know, but, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I do approve, generally, of having mm-hmm. rules like this. The question comes to enforcement, and, and I think that that's the whole crux of the issue here, is that the fighting game community is not an official excuse me it's not an official thing it's not uh designated by like you you don't have a representative in the house of fighting game congress yep there's no district for you you might be from the east coast or west coast but that is a geographical location and not a a block bloc block uh we we're we're a grassroots movement uh through and through uh back back in the day when the fighting game community was becoming a thing Capcom just made games and then people played games and shouted at each other and, and enjoyed them or didn't. Uh, I think in recent years, because we have had incidences in like Capcom Cup rules and uh, Red Bull gaming stuff where players have violated the terms of the that individual organization's code of conduct and thus been expelled from like Capcom Cup <laughs> or the Red Bull fighting game tournament series. Uh, but that's it's clear in those instances with Red Bull and Capcom who has the power to do what it's necessary for them to have a code of conduct, because then it shows both that they're trying to do something to stop the bad things from happening and that they have the ability to stop you uh, based in, And you know what that ability is. You know that they'll ban you for a year. You know that they'll do whatever. Since we're a grassroots community, we're not beholden to anybody except for ideally uh, working to make a better community. Yeah. And so many people have so many different ideas on what exactly constitutes a better community. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's, that's what my, that's always where my yeah. like tinfoil hat, like, uh, you know, ends up with issues like this is like, I, I don't know. I mean, I am a firm believer that, uh, you know, freedom is just a sliding scale of like privacy versus security. Like that's literally all it is. And they're, in my opinion, just, they're just diametrically opposed. And like, there are a lot of things in my opinion that you do want to give up certain degrees of security to have more privacy slash freedom. And there are other things where you don't. And I would rather have, like more security privacy, than privacy. Well, both. I mean, I, depending on the issue, yeah, I yeah. think I, 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 you know, I, I have to take it issue by issue, but I do think overall at the end of the day, that is like a sliding scale. And this is one of those ones where like, yes, we do want obviously a, a safer, less toxic community. And I, and I, I feel like I need to reiterate since I've been more on the against side than the for side for this. I do need to reiterate. I have, personally had some very toxic experiences in the mm-hmm. fighting game community which we have talked in the about wild west in the wild west especially the st louis fgc or of the early days uh which we've talked about on this Shout podcast out. and how awful <laughs> awful it, it it was in a lot of ways um having experienced that firsthand um in many different forms um i am absolutely for trying to deal with that but it's more dystopian, more Orwellian, more terrifying to me to have 
like someone telling me that I can't, you know, do or say certain things a certain way or be, you know, excommunicated or whatever the fuck in some... And, and that's even considering, I think, <laughs> most people, compared to the folks we're talking about with levels, I think most people think I'm a pretty approachable, likable, okay person, I think. As as much as we joke about me being cancelable on this podcast, I mean, I, I generally, I you know, it, the window into my psyche and ridiculousness is a lot more, um, you know, slated towards the absurd in a podcast like this where I'm talking to someone who mm -hmm. I know very well and I'm aware of. Sure. Um, I don't, you know, I don't go full will, as we'll call it. When I, when I meet somebody, I do... I do understand manners to a point like so like so there's there there are things like that that you know I I hope it doesn't sound like I'm just totally unaware of and I want everything to be this awful place because I I think I dealt with a lot of the awfulness of it early on um and you know while I'm I don't know while while I'm uh, wearing my cis white dude hat uh -huh. um which is get most, it all out in the open. Well, no, I mean that's mostly the hat that I wear. But you know, we've talked about you know we talked about sex stuff at the beginning of this one, and we've sure, talked sure. about it before on this podcast. I don't know. I don't know if you think I'm bi or straight or whatever the fuck you want to call me. But but I have dealt with um, both in the fighting game community, in other gaming communities, and just in general um, stuff with people. You know, I don't know. Like I'm old, so growing up it was always like you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Fighting games mm -hmm. are not so different. Um, people say weird shit to me because I don't look like a standard man and I guess I'm not the straightest thing ever or something. So I've dealt with that even as like a fucking generally straight cis white dude, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I've dealt with that too. And like, I can tell you, I guess this goes back to what we were saying about how the community is different. Cause I can tell you now I have like almost no concerns about that. Whereas like coming into the fighting game community, even as quote unquote recently as 2009, there's that whole macho bravado whatever aspect, yeah, yeah. and if I go in and e if I don't immediately just be like, "What's up, guys? I'm here to fuck pussy and throw fireballs." Like, if you don't, there <laughs> and was I'm a, all out of pussy. Yeah, like there, <laughs> you know, there was a time already where like, or not already, but there was a time not that long ago that even for me that was like, I'm not gonna say I needed to pretend, but it, it was because again, I don't. I don't want to oversell the plight of my, I'm, I'm mostly just a sure. normal white dude or whatever the fuck that's not, you know, I, but, but there is, Advantage. there is a, there is a, 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 I do have a toe in that community. I do understand a lot of degrees of, of that. And it is something that certainly was, wasn't not an issue. And it was a lot more prevalent, at least from my experience personally, this is anecdotal. It was a lot more prevalent. Yeah that toxicity in the fighting game community than the Smash community, in my experience. Yeah, way, way more toxic with regard to, yeah. um, I don't know, uh, built-in homophobia, whatever you want to call it. Um, way, way, way more of an issue. And so, again, I'm, I'm happy to be beyond that. And, well, not, I mean, God, not everything isn't fixed, you know. Further but, into it. But further, yeah, <laughs> further away from how it was. Um, and I, and I want to keep going in that direction and getting better, but also, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to not, I don't let, want, I don't want to deal pull, with the Orwellian future either. <laughs> first, so. first of all, let me just say, I don't think that we'll ever get to an Orwellian future in fighting games just because, and I, I understand you're being hyperbolic. Absolutely. It, it is. It there's is. no way <laughs> the fighting game community could turn Orwellian just because it doesn't have that kind of authority to actually hurt anybody. Um, well, uh, man, you don't think that could build to a point though, depending on, 
I guess my, my, my concern is that because it doesn't have quote-unquote real authority, it's harder to lash out against it. That was kind of like my thing with like Capcom. Like, it, that's kind of... That is what scares me. If you have enough people at the top level that agree with stuff, but they aren't directly connected to making and losing money, I feel like... And maybe this is a bullshit concern. I don't know. Let me know what you think. But like, for me, I almost worry about that more. The... The, the policing of... Uh, the policing of the what's the uh, shit like the atmosphere the atmosphere of the of tone okay. like the the tone policing the the, the less the non direct consequences uh it's sort of like when you get that really really obnoxious you know Karen or whatever that's like the customer is always mm-hmm. right she doesn't really have any authority but by virtue of existing and making a lot of noise and making everybody have to deal with her bullshit. She almost has more authority. She almost has more authority. Almost, yeah. And so that, am I making any sense? That scares me. No, with no, you're, you're like coming this. through to me. Okay. Um, let let me let me uh, take you back to 2010 when we had Vanilla Marvel. Uh, I I I'm I'm pulling up a specific incident that since we'd never had an official code of conduct, we air quotes on we and official code of conduct, but um, since we never had an official code of conduct. It, it became apparent that this was unacceptable behavior, but it was never written down anywhere that you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2010, when someone was getting pressured, uh, you know, like in, in the corners, uh, you, you got to hold a bunch of frame traps, you, you, your back's up against the wall. It was not uncommon for that situation to be referred to as rape, right? Yes. They were getting uh, same raped. In, same they, in Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with... I, I say 2010 uh, because I specifically remember uh, Noel Brown uh, shouting, uh, quote, rape that bitch, yep. uh, referring to putting a lot of pressure onto the opposing Jean Grey Phoenix player so that she couldn't get five L- bars. Linguistically, <laughs> it's an extremely logical and unsurprising evolution to what is occurring. Sure. Um, sure. It is the year 2021. I do understand why we don't want to say that, but I, I do. There, there's a lot of people who have been raped. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that I think that hearing Noel Brown, like hearing him say that, made me feel uncomfortable. And I've been fortunate enough not to have uh, suffered any kind of way like that. Um, at at some point around like 2011, 2012, people said, "Just don't do that anymore." You're oh, making God. people feel bad. 11, 12, You're staring the hose. Probably, don't. That's probably. <laughs> Probably not that early. (laughs) I I feel Um, like it wasn't even... I think that might be giving everyone too much credit. They they stopped saying that about uh, Gene. So, I I, I don't know. This is, again, an anecdotal experience uh, of my own. But they they stopped using it in that specific context because people made, like, an act of conscious effort not to describe it as that. And, you know, I I don't... I I say that's pressure. I say you're you're getting your shit kicked. I, I, I will not use... Uh, sexually charged language to describe that event anymore. Um, that wasn't ever a rule. I think it could have been a rule. Um, but if it had been a rule, I think that people's gen- general concern with the well-being and comfort of others is what actually stopped people from doing it rather than it being codified. If we had a similar situation yeah, these yeah. days, I think it would be that people stopped because it's bad rather than or, or because it's aware to be because people have been made aware now 
that it's a bad thing. Yeah, the the evolution of uh, yeah society's understanding of different yeah. issues. Yada, yada. I mean, I think it's it's the same reason. I mean, you, all the gamer words are there. You yep. know, I mean, yep. they're all all of the, all all of them. Well, <laughs> it does cover multiple <laughs> words. Here, let me list not them. Not the N word. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> but like, I think uh, there's a couple. Um, yeah, there's a couple instances of that. Like, I can think of um, where I don't know. I think. I just, I just think as far as language goes, there are differences in how you use words, and depending mm. on the word and the situation, it can be better or worse with regard to everything you're talking about, right? Like, there's, there's a lot of things you can say that piss people off, and it's like, where do you draw the line of, like, you know, this is triggering someone, and, and what is the redeeming quality of using said word or phrase um, mm. versus something else that's less triggering? I, I think that's all, like, a good... It's a good conversation to have. Um, it's good for people to understand context and when context is and isn't important because words and phrases are too bad or not. Or and I, I think that's all important to talk about. But I, I, I think, yeah, codifying any of it. Um, I mean, I think this is just a broader discussion about language. I mean, I think um, this is like when, you know, Tiger Boy is questioning or whatever when we did oh, the, sure. the AMA or whatever we did. And it's like, I don't know. Um, I, I do think there's a difference between, you know, quoting and saying gamer words versus using them and sometimes using them is okay if you know the context and the company that you're in but then a lot of time it isn't because you don't it's just too public you don't know who you're gonna offend so it's it i guess mm -hmm. to me it's not that different than having any kind of i don't know any kind of shit giving conversation you probably don't want to be doing that in in the context of like when you're saying Noel Brown saying that like like in public on a stream whatever, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't like that response because they're like oh well, you're only going to say things in a quiet room and that's like well okay but I, to me that's just understanding like whether you're in public and talking about a thing or not and that doesn't mean I'm gonna like go behind closed doors and pull up my confederate flag and start using racial Maybe slurs or whatever like <laughs> yeah. like because i do, that's not a thing that i do but i do think depending on the word that you're using or the phrasing that you're using um i do i mean it's just i just feel like that's common human understanding of of relationships is like maybe do, do you do you have a relationship where someone could say like i don't know i have friends that i play wow with who will say well this is this is a great example actually they will say like They'll say like, oh, that's, they still say that's gay and it's 2021 and it's stupid. Mm -hmm. But there mm -hmm. is a huge difference between me hearing someone say that and knowing that they are like having slurs against people who, you know, aren't straight or whatever. And mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't say any of it. And I think that's fair. But I also think there's a line of, well, I don't know, I shouldn't say motherfucker, or I shouldn't say you're a fucking bitch because that's bad for women. Again, like, where does mm. the line Where does the line come, right? And so to me, it's all contextual. Um, sure. But there's extra caution you need to take with when you're saying, like, rape or other shit. There's mm. extra caution you need to take with those just because of, like, the... Um, well, you've got historical disparity with, like, the N-word. You've got um, other just marginalized groups which is you know obviously women and especially in the fighting game community where women are extra marginalized so i don't know i guess what i'm getting at here is like i think i think i'm against word policing in any form at the end of the day because it completely ignores situational context however 
there's a lot of things that you could say 90 or 95% of the time you probably just shouldn't say at the same time. Yeah. So like, I, I think, well, again, I'm, I'm going to err on the Wild West with that one, but but I also just think we've evolved enough as, as people who live in a society, as it were, <laughs> to also be like gamers civil, rise up. to be civil yeah. and to know you know you what is and that, isn't cool right and and i don't know that that's necessarily where we're at um with it it's it's a little bit uh different for me because i i know that there are people uh, people who aren't black who would use the n-word or or describe situations as inwardly or or however uh who who probably don't feel like they're racist who play in the fighting game community mm. i i feel i feel like i know that there are people uh who who behave in in ways that i would find racist i do think that it would serve a purpose to not let them do that sort of thing <laughs> Um, I, do you think you I can don't, meaningfully affect that though like by putting a word ban on them or something like that that's kind of um, my point is like it okay so it it depends on the individual if you've got like a like a racist shit heel no at the end of the day no there's nothing that can be done for them until yes. their sins are, are so well, and, grand and, you think and those people in are the spotlight. so much more I mean I feel like they're much more obvious and will do plenty of other things yeah, we'll have a yeah. multitude of ammunition to ban a person like that. But but I also More think that there's people I, I think that there are people who would say, oh, that's so gay or whatever, sure. who don't fully grasp the, the 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 nature of the harm that they're doing by saying that sort of a thing. Yeah, I think that's and, pretty fair. And if we agree that this code of conduct and the committee behind it have no actual power. The fact that they're putting into code or or bringing up language that says thou shalt not say that's so gay, uh, since it doesn't have any like real meaning behind it to to actually do anything, it might at worst or or best really it it at best will bring that to light that that behavior is not wanted or accepted anymore. Yeah, I think, I, I think that there are people who don't get it who might look at the code and say, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't say so that. So I'll make another analog here because it always helps me understand things. Um, I think what you're basically driving to is the exact same argument for why people like put pronouns in their bio. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows like, you know, dude McDude over there is clearly a he him, but mm -hmm. it brings an awareness and a... a, a um, Understanding, and, and a, not understanding. Um, a uh, uh, it makes it more, it makes it more casual, it makes it more acceptable, it makes it. Oh, oh, to normalize. Normalize. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. God damn, I can't think today. But yeah, it normalizes. Oh, okay. It normalizes it so that when you see someone who, you know, is gender neutral or is transgender or whatever, and you as uninformed dumbass number forty-seven who isn't aware mm -hmm. that those people exist you're less shocked and taken aback by the fact that you need to think about someone's pronouns. It's the same or, as... Or to have looked in their bio, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as... Um, uh, yeah, here's another analog. I um, Like, growing up, I mean, uh, we've talked about, like, you know, I, I dealt with a lot of uh, uh, religious person persecution-y stuff growing up, and uh, mm. one of the things that I, at some point, and it's, it's literally the exact same issue, 
was very adamant about was like telling everyone that I am an atheist because all of the people I knew in my small bubble when I was like, you know, 12 or 14 or whatever time, it was like the only thing they knew about the word atheist was that you were like this horrible person with no morals who could just murder and fuck anyone because you didn't believe in God. And it was like, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm, it's me. It's me, your nephew, the atheist. And they're like, Ugh, and they can't like, they don't understand. It's the same thing where you're trying to bring things to the forefront. And so a lot of times you aren't, you aren't necessarily um, going to make a difference one at a time. But the fact that you are another voice that's like bringing this thing to light that makes it more mm -hmm. normalized, as you said, I think that is the point. I do think there is a lot of merit to a committee like this being able to potentially do that. Mm -hmm. But I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know if it outweighs the potential downside compared to compared to what we're already doing is what I'm getting at. Compared to what we as a community are already doing. We already have the discourse about infiltration. Right? We we already had it. It already came out on the side that maybe that's probably not cool. And for some reason he was at Evo, but that's a whole nother thing um, for Sam show. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. He shouldn't that's, have been there. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Oh God. That, that, that's, that guy is. I, I guess that, um, but that yeah. kind of sums up my feelings on, on having the discourse about uh, infiltration. Like it is cool that we had the discourse yet. And still he was at Evo at the main stage winning Samurai but showdown. Do you think what was he doing this there? Would have made it any different because I don't, I have zero faith in that. This is where do, I, I do not think having this committee, if this committee existed two years ago, I don't think it would have made any difference because at the end of the day, whoever at Evo decided it was cool or whoever, I mean, it almost feels like you just sort of snuck in because Sam shows a smaller game and there was and less. And it's not Capcom. Yeah, yeah, it almost just feels like that was all it was. Well, and... <laughs> can consider that the only governing body that we had that actually put any uh, sanctions on infiltration was Capcom. But ex it but wasn't the community. Yeah, this is my this is my argument for capitalism in this instance. This this really is, and I know you hate hearing me say that <laughs> sentence. But I do think, uh, I'm not a capitalist. I don't like late-stage capitalism. There's the short version of my, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we've had this conversation, you and I. I don't know how deep we've gone into it in the podcast. But I do think, as much as it's cool to hate capitalism, which I mostly agree with when it comes to late-stage capitalism, because how the fuck couldn't you? Because late-stage capitalism is basically cancer. Um, the end days. But I don't think there is no merit to all things capitalism. Um, I feel, even as we just said five seconds ago, I, I am an atheist, but I think there is a lot of merit to religion in the olden times, hundreds of years ago. I don't know. How do you stop people from raping Committing and pillaging murder. and yeah. doing all these horrible things? Um, I don't believe in the moral code of religion. I don't believe in the moral absolutism. I don't believe it has any real merit, but... It's a really good way to convince a lot of people at once for low effort and spread the idea that maybe you shouldn't murder people. Well, Will, I think, I think that's, I think that's I think a, we've got ten or fifteen fighting game commandments now, and yeah, you know, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's so, what we need. So, so, so there, it's it's a hard topic. I, I, if it sounds like I'm going back and forth on what I do and don't support about something like this, that's super it's accurate. Because it's a complicated thing. Because it's a really yeah. fucking complicated issue. So yeah, man. Um, fuck. We don't have all the answers. What were you doing coming to this podcast for answers for? Yeah, we don't have the answers. We only have the discourse. That is all we have. <laughs> yeah, that's the best we could do. 
As long Fuck, as you don't man. have uh, infiltration as a special guest, I think we're still doing better than Evo. I really do fall left and right of everything with regard to this. I mean, I think you've heard me do that just in this last 15 minutes with regard to sure. word policing and when it's good and when it's bad and what I still think is good or bad. And it's it's I'll be damned if it isn't just fucking a really difficult issue to navigate. <laughs> I I think I think you were really apt there. With, j- just a second ago, I I think the comparison that you made to of uh, people uh, you, back you in the day. You cut there, so I don't. I hate oh, to interrupt sorry. you, but just start over. No, no, you're I good. Didn't you're hear good. What you said. Yeah. Uh, I I think you were uh, very apt a minute ago when you likened the the current situation to uh, back in the day when you had to scare people it, it, into not committing murder or whatever. Yeah. Be- because. Just like in ye olden times, the people who wrote down the commandments, the, the uh, assuming there is no God, uh, they had no power to send anyone to hell. No one's going to go to hell nope. based on the commandments. We scared them. It worked here and there where it was possible. Uh, Which is but, bad and manipulative and awful, but also kind of can lead to good things. To, uh, uh, uh. And, and that's that's a rat. The, the Fighting Game uh. Code of Conduct Committee has no official authority to send people to Lilat or hell or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we played a lot of Smash last night and I'm still a little bit mad about a particular stage, but uh. it's OK. <laughs> um, it, they don't have any real authority to send people to hell, but. Would it hurt to let them think that for just a little bit? Yes, and it will do damage. <laughs> but also, maybe the damage it deals will be outweighed by the positive, or maybe it won't. This is, this I guess is, we'll know later. This is if I can get, if I can get, yeah if I can get really 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 meta right now. This is a thing that, especially in the last couple of years of my existence on this hellscape known as the planet Earth and the the awful reality of existence. Um. I I have often thought about the way Okay, I have to I have to back up really quick. I like living my life in a way that I don't feel like I'm Oh, there's my coffee beeps. Congrats. It, it is proceeded. Happy coffee. I like living my life in a way where I don't feel like I am being manipulative towards others. I like to okay. try to be on the side of being a larger, more obnoxious piece of shit if that means that I am not willfully manipulating people no 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 i i, I mean sure the bluntness you want your intentions to line but up. i yeah. yes i yes uh, but what i've run into more than one time as i kind of analyze how to be a better human and by better human i mean blend in with the weird humans as the weird alien that i am is that a lot of times people want to be manipulated and if that manipulation is in the form of like what they perceive as empathy they think you are being a quote unquote nicer and more caring person than if you don't manipulate them. And and that fucks with me. That really fucks with me. And I feel like this is exactly one of those issues where sometimes I feel like I'm faced with a situation where if I were to be a piece of shit, which I don't want to be, but if I were actively a piece of shit and did something that was only in my own interest, but mm-hmm. coddled someone, like emotionally coddled them in some way in order to do that, they would feel better. They would think I was nice and supportive. And I would feel like a piece of shit because I wasn't authentic and basically to lied to them yeah. in order to, well, not, not just yes to myself, but also to them. Yeah, yeah. I basically 
manipulate them. I would, I would be, and, and I find myself constantly in situations where even though people will say that they do not want to be manipulated, they basically want, they basically will tell you that that's what they want. They will tell you that they want you to be, you know, phrases like emotional support and all this where, and I'm not saying every instance of being nice is manipulating, but I think there are a lot of instances where that is what you're doing. That is actually what people are telling you that they want. And it feels fucked up to me because I'm like, you basically want me to not tell you what I'm actually thinking and not actually pay attention to what you're saying. And you just want me to tell you that, quote, I've heard you and, quote, I support you. I see you. I hear you. You're valid. <laughs> yeah, which is which is uh, derogatory and um, uh, fuck. Condescending. Condescending. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but people almost want you to condescend to them under this fake guise, this manipulatory guise of, like, being supportive. And, again, Obviously, I'm not saying every instance of being a positive, supportive, help person is this, but there are a lot of instances where I think people want that, and that is scary to me, and I don't like it. It makes me feel both bad about myself, but then worse about every interaction I've ever had with treating, a human. You're treating people in a way that you would not like to be treated, but they're telling you that that's how they want to be treated, but you still feel like it's wrong. Yes! Yes, yeah. Alex! And so that is kind of my issue with everything on this whole spectrum of like when we try to figure out how to act around each other because mm -hmm. there are definitely instances where I'm not saying every instance of me holding myself back is like bad because it's inauthentic. There are plenty of instances. I, I think the, uh, yeah, I, I think saying things are gay and all, all of the, all of the homophobic stuff is a really good instance of that because there's a lot of it that mm -hmm. is so instilled in me just from the era that I grew up where, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to use a gamer word. I'm sorry, but I got called faggot relentlessly in middle school and it did uh, a lot of emotional damage to me. And sure. uh, I didn't understand or have that. I, I wasn't equipped to understand it at the time. Um, but I think, I don't know if I can speak for all the black people as a white guy. I think there is Wait. an analog. <laughs> I think there is an analog to like the N word and that where you do kind of take some of the, uh, the power away by making it like a better word. And for X amount of time when I was, I don't know, 15 to 18 or however old, that was mm -hmm. a thing because I didn't understand like my sexuality and I didn't understand people calling me that. All I understood was that it was like derogatory and that it like made me feel like shit, but I couldn't even really comprehend that. I don't even think I knew at that point that mm -hmm. I wasn't the straightest person who's ever existed. So I think there was a lot of, uh, so that was all tied in and there was definitely a point in my life where it was like, I'm just going to say this word to, to, to kill it. So I feel Take less shitty. Thing out. Yeah. And so yeah. Th that's a real thing. And, um, that's hard to juggle. I think we as a society are certainly farther beyond it, at least for that word. And I think people sure. are more aware of and able, or at least maybe, maybe I'm more aware of and able to deal with that in a more, uh, aware responsible adult way like i don't need that anymore but is it mm. i don't know are you taking something away from people who haven't been able to process that yet by telling them that they are a piece of shit if they've ever like spoken in a certain way like that as someone who who kind of went through a lot of that that does i i don't think it's it's not going to affect me now because i where sure. i'm at i'm older mm. i understand how these things work but i didn't back then 
I mm. didn't I didn't know that. And I'm not saying I'm not saying you should empower people to use slurs, but I just think no. it's a more <laughs> I just think it's a more complex issue than slur bad a lot of times. And I think you could use it with any of those examples. Um Ah, oh, god damn. Language is complicated. Yeah. That, <laughs> it, there's Fuck. there's there's it's not a perfect metaphor between the F slur and the N word, but uh, absolutely not. I think I, yeah. I, I'm only just trying to yeah, get yeah, that yeah. it's on the same yeah, spectrum. Absolutely. Come on. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do see that there, if, if you go out and you codify saying the N word is forbidden, right. Mm -hmm. And then fucking, I, I don't, I don't know a black guy in the fighting game community. Uh, says the n-word I, I would hope that that wouldn't trigger the same alarm bells as if say you had just used the n-word it's different it's clearly different. it should be right and so i i think it goes uh, a long way uh, to to speak favorably of this code of conduct it doesn't outlaw the n-word it outlaws uh, discrimination on the basis of race or harassment on the basis of race and I think it's easy enough for you or anyone to see when someone's being harassed when the uh, with I think the everyone, even if they can't put it into words, can identify the difference between yeah. a. Yeah, it, well, it's like uh, to quote Mike Ross, right? You, you don't need to say it to say it. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can identify when someone is saying it and the real word they're using is, I don't know, thug. cookie monster. Yeah, thug or whatever you want. You can I, I think. Even if people aren't able to articulate that, I think inherently um, people do understand that. I think it's so, very so, noticeable. So assuming that there is a high council of uh, fighting game judgment, uh, oh, I would. Ooh, you just titled this podcast, Alex. <laughs> oh, thank God. The high council I, I never of get fighting game judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> If there is such a council that comes out of this code of conduct, I would hope that they would be able to look at this on a case-by-case -case basis and say, oh, you did or didn't have an inward pass. So I get it. I get how this happened. Uh, but as you and I both know, no such thing exists or will come to exist that has any sort of meaningful power. So like at the moment, you know, it's, it's fine. Just just be afraid to say the inward, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I just realized that hell isn't real, and nothing I do has any oh, repercussions. No. It's time. <laughs> I'm just gonna this put a really. I'm just gonna put a really long bleep at the end of this, like just beep, like just. Hey, you want to? You want to just cut it all out? All the, yeah. It's just there. It was. We all knew it was. We all knew it was in him. It was coming. Oh yeah. my god! Well, we have uh, solved nothing. Um, but we had no, we had the discourse, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> we had a discourse. <laughs> that's what's most important is the discourse we made along the way. Indeed, um, I suppose I have been Metal Music Man. I've been Professor Lex, and uh, this has been a podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. <laughs>